Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Mindy Heepner. Mindy is an intuitive mindset mastery coach. She works with female entrepreneurs to rewire their brains so that they can create a soul-aligned business by revealing and releasing the limiting beliefs that keep them overwhelmed, exhausted, and full of self-doubt. Mindy, welcome to the space. Thank you, Hollis. It's so great to be here. Thank you. So happy to have you here with your energy and your approach. Just this, this approach is I just want people to hear more people to hear about you. So that little tiny bit that I read about you, can you please give people a little bit more info before we dive in? Sure. Yes, absolutely. I am obsessed with rewiring the brain. <laughs> it started uh, years ago without even knowing it. And I was really good at doing the hustle. And I was striving successfully. And I figured out there has to be a better way to do this. <laughs> That's when I started really tapping into what does it look like if, and started shifting things. I, and now I say, I help people who are tired of trying to out hustle their beliefs. When we believe something has to be a certain way, then that is the way we show up in it. I believed that through modeling and, um, examples in my life through no one's fault that the only way to get what you wanted was to strive for achievement was to be a human doing continually not a human being <laughs> mm -hmm. and when I finally had an epiphany on that that was when things really started to change and I started to tap into all that could open up if I allowed myself to expand my definition of literally everything. <laughs> Here we go. Not a big deal. Just expand it on everything. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's that whole. And again, it's the, I love the human doing not a human being. 
and or human be however human doing yeah <laughs> and it's what we believe is what is right exactly exactly and i believed the way to get what i wanted uh, was to strive continuously and i didn't hate it it wasn't it, it was what i knew to be and it was how to be successful accomplishment was very important to me uh, lots of people would have defined it as a type a and i i now know that i was very very good at being in my masculine energy and at not acknowledging my feminine energy and this is not male female it's this divine compilation of both and anytime we're out of balance right anytime we are leaning more to one thing than to another then we feel it we feel the results of that we feel the results of constantly burning the midnight oil of constantly being on the go of and in my case thinking that lazy meant rest right like resting was lazy right. and you know I didn't prescribe to you can sleep when you're dead. I wasn't I wasn't that deep into it, but I definitely had other people's beliefs on what it meant if I didn't accomplish something, if I wasn't even productive in a day. Like laying on a couch all day would have very rarely happened. Like that just wasn't a thing yeah. many years ago. Yeah. 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 So I look forward to diving deeper into this, bringing up so many great topics already. But first, we're going to start with our would you rather. So Mindy, are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Mindy, would you rather have a pie smashed in your face or be sprayed with silly string? Be sprayed with silly string. <laughs> really? I thought you were going to say the other. Why? That came up very quickly. I am vain. I don't want pie all over my face <laughs> or in my hair. <laughs> I thought Just you would nice. think that, I thought that you would think that the silly string would get stuck in your hair. No. No. I didn't I not even. No, I was just like I don't want that pie in my face or no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Anybody listening, please feel free <laughs> to put your answer in as well. We appreciate your feedback. So welcome to our live listeners. Um, any questions or uh, feedback, please put them in the chat below. And we got another silly string. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking pie because of easier cleanup and the pie might got taste it. good. Maybe. But... <laughs> See, different perspectives. This is why we ask these amazing deep questions. So, okay, so here we go. So first official question is, uh, Mindy, how do you define creativity? I define creativity by asking the question, what if? What if opens up so much for us? What if I thought in a different way? What if I tried on this strategy? What if I, this lets me expand as opposed to limit myself. So what if I let myself 
expand. This is creativity because everything comes from this space then. Gosh, yes. Expand as opposed to limit. And this is what we do continually. And in, and in my work, I see it all the time. One of my gifts is really listening to people. And we are constantly fighting for our limitations, constantly telling stories about why we can't, why it won't work, why, and it's habit. It's not, there's no shame in this. There's no, I'm not laying any guilt on anyone. This is just a habit that we've fallen into. And one of the things that I continually say is I hold space for your limitlessness while you catch up. Hmm. So I hold space for your limitlessness. Is that what you said? until you catch up? I, I said, until you catch up and embrace mm -hmm. that truth that you mm -hmm. are limitless. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There, it's kind of breaking up. There's like an in and out. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I kind of missed that part. Okay. So, but that's powerful. There's so much power in that. And yeah. So I want to go deeper into this. So tell us a little bit more about you and your journey to this space of being so excited about rewiring the brain and soul alignment. I mean, you touched on it a tiny bit, but if we could do a deeper dive, wherever you want to start. Sure. That'd be great. Well, I, I, if I start from now and go, you know, backwards, I guess a soul aligned business is ultimately, I think what we all get in business for, and we end up trading it many times. We end up being in a place of following best practices in air quotes and best practices for a lot of us that is unaligned. That is, you can sleep when you're dead. That is, you've got to do the 24 seven grind forever. And that's just not true. And so what I was finding in my clients is they were coming to me successful women with very successful businesses making money and yet their businesses were not so aligned. They were trading time that they didn't want to trade anymore. They were showing up in ways they didn't want to show up anymore. And that was because that was the way it was built on those best practices. Mm -hmm. And so then they come to me and we get to reframe what that looks like, what a soul aligned business looks like. How do you get to step into being the woman who still makes even more money, still creates the value and provides for her community and gets to do it in a way that feeds her the most. Wow. And a lot what? of that takes re rewiring limiting beliefs, uh, really pulling them out. Like <laughs> think about yourself, like if you've ever carved a pumpkin, you're literally like taking a scoop out, laying it down and looking at it and be like, okay, does this thought serve me? Does this thought empower me? Does it move me toward the vision that I've cast for myself? Does it move me toward being the woman, the human that I want to be? And if it doesn't, then we, then we get to look at it, you know? Okay. Why do I still have it? What is it protecting me from? What could I think in, instead? Mm. Casting the vision 
does this serve me? Actually asking these questions to reframe. Absolutely. Yes. We do so much on automation. Like our brain loves to automate. Yes. It's a, actually a, a beautiful default that it has and the way that it works. And what I started realizing many years ago, and then just diving deeper and deeper into it until that was my sweet spot in coaching was we think a thought and we think it habitually, it becomes our identity. It becomes part of our belief system. It becomes what we say after I am. So, so many, I have encountered so many women that say, I am overwhelmed. This is a buzzword and it's a true word. <laughs> I am overwhelmed. And when they say it so many times, it then becomes part of their identity, part of their statement. Like I am Mindy, I am overwhelmed. Th those things should not get equal bill. And yet they do. And here's how beautiful your brain is. I am overwhelmed. I believe it as the I am statement. I then create habits to prove it to myself over and over again, because you're that powerful. And as I've said that, I know your listeners are, are thinking of places in their lives where they prove to themselves their limiting beliefs. The beauty is you also have places in your life where you prove to yourself your empowering beliefs because your brain works the same way with both of them. It does not discriminate between a good, a an empowering and a disempowering thought for you, nor does it discriminate between an empowering or disempowering habit. It just knows to cue it up into the automation for you. I'm seeing the brain and like seeing this visual of almost like a moving conveyor belt or like a sorting system where yep. it's just like, <laughs> boop, thought, boop, thought, because we attach emotion to it, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning, M meaning that comes in thought and comes in emotion, how it makes us feel. So we think a thought, we believe it, it becomes an emotion. We then create habits to prove it. And we give meaning so quickly and so decisively without actually thinking about it. For an example, if someone cuts you off on the highway immediately like jerk, terrible driver, right? We just give this, we give this meaning to it. And yet we rarely, until you start doing this kind of work and, and really taking your thoughts captive, we rarely think about, oh, well, I've accidentally cut someone off before, but I'm not a jerk, you know? <laughs> so why have I decided that that's what this means for this person? And we have done that throughout our entire lives. Something we've experienced something and immediately gave it a meaning, not thought about it. And now that meaning is limiting us as we get older. And sometimes it takes some really deep work to get to the root of why do I, you know, why am I a perfectionist? Like why? Mm -hmm. And as I'm saying why, I'm like cringing. Why is a really great question until it's not. Mm. <laughs> so when we're trying to, when we're figuring out what we want in life, I think why is really great. I want to vacation for two weeks every year. Why? Well, because when I vacation, I disconnect and I feel amazing. Well, 
Why? Well, because when I am on the beach, I don't think about the other things that take my thoughts when I'm at home. Well, why? What will having that do for you? Well, then I'll be rested and I'll come back more productive. Like why is a really great question when we're asking ourselves, what do we want? When we're asking ourselves everything else, why puts us immediately into a story. The moment that I say to you, well, Hollis, why did you do that? The first thing you say is because Mm-hmm. And so because then goes into a story. Well, why did you call that guy a jerk that cut you off on the road? Because obviously he was. I mean, he cut me off. He didn't even pay attention. He was probably on his Like, we just go into a full-on story. <laughs> Am I right? Though, I mean, everyone is nodding. So They're like, oh my gosh, I do that all the time. And the beautiful thing, there's no shame or guilt in this. This is a beautiful moment to get really curious about what makes you think what you think, what what made you decide that this person not saying hi to you across the room meant <laughs> X, Y, Z, right? Right? I, I mean, we just do it continually. And this is actually a, one of the tools that I give my clients is, is a meaning that we've given to something that that creates a belief that we can actually go back to that moment when we remember it. Lots of times I go through, go to like middle school and elementary school with clients where they made this decision and didn't realize how it's followed them all this time. And we get all the way back to here well, my voice wasn't honored or the teacher didn't say, or it's very interesting, you know, that we, we associate these meanings and then we bring them all the way into adulthood, into why it's, why I'm afraid to go live on Instagram, you know, like it's all the way down to a root of when I was in fourth grade, I wasn't listened to, you know, like somebody made fun of me when I wanted to give my speech. It's so interesting. Our brain is so interesting. And so we can go right back to that moment and give other meaning. I, I literally tell them to take sticky notes in their mind, see that moment and take a sticky note of the original meaning. And now what else could that moment have meant? What's more empowering to believe about that moment for yourself? And now we can give it like seven, eight, nine, 10 meanings, all more empowering than the original meaning. Talk about creativity. Talk about expansion. Yeah. So you're replacing, you're replacing that you're giving it a new meaning. Yeah. This expansiveness, many so many yes. meanings. So let's reverse yes. engineer a little bit more. So, so this is, I love how, I love how you started off reverse engineering. <laughs> so where we are now to a little bit more about who you have been prior to this. So how long have you been in your business? Were you, I know you said that you were always really interested in like the brain and its activity. Um, I don't know. Tell us more. Sure. I, um, well, I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years. I have my entire adult life taught, coached, mentored in some way, shape or form. Uh, for 17 years, I was in direct sales and trained nationally, regionally, locally for my company, mm-hmm. grew a team, <clears throat> trained them, uh, did 
online trainings before that was even a thing. (laughs) So I've continually been in that mode my whole life. And little did I know I was honing those skills to eventually go into coaching on my own. Uh, I, like I said, was in sales 17 years, my division closed, which I felt was this beautiful opportunity. Uh, Literally the moment that it happened, I I wasn't sad or scared or anything. I'm like, whoop, this is, this is an opportunity to now pivot even deeper into really making a difference in the world. I truly believe that women deserve a champion. I've always been involved in like my company, the, all the women that worked with me, really guiding them, helping them build their self-esteem, helping them make money, you know, all, all those types of things. And so when that opportunity presented itself, that that was now done and that's okay. Cause we get to finish well, right. Things come to an end. I then started working for somebody else for just a little bit. I was like, well, this is a good break. I'm going to do this and I'm going to start a company. So I'm going to, I'm going to make sure there's money coming in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm going to start a company with my best friend. And we did and did retreats and workshops and really coached and guided women on how to live life with purpose and wrote devotionals and small group studies and had this amazing season of doing that. And again, speaking, you know, to audiences and it was wonderful. And then that season ended. And in the meantime, I had gotten my health coaching certification and my life coaching certification and a belief clearing practitioner. And I started stepping into all these certifications to really be able to grow my tool belt to provide value so that women, humans, I work with, with men as well, but I was very focused and still am on, on women really stepping into their confidence and all that they desire. And that was the shift there in 2015 to really tapping into what was available out there and what could I do differently? What would set me apart? And I just started diving deeper in, in health coaching. I learned about habits, started learning about habits. And that was very fascinating to me. Why we do what we do, um, why our brain works the way that it does specifically. And I use this all the time and it happens with food and in our health, why we self-sabotage, why, why we, you know, allow ourselves to put ourselves in situations where we, we don't then choose for our highest and best. We, we sabotage ourselves. And that usually comes in about four or five weeks after we've decided to try something new and it's a protection mechanism and it happens in lots of facets. And so I'm never surprised when I see, you know, it's, it's usually a step back at that moment with clients. Uh, and then we just work through it. Uh, it's just a typical, it's very natural uh, mm-hmm. to do that. Things are going good and I'm really feeling myself and wow, so many things are opening up. And then the primal brain kicks in and says, wow, this is feeling really unknown and we like the known. So let's do something that takes us back to the known (laughs) and learning all those things Mm -hmm. and watching them play out with clients and with myself really like 
diving into myself that way. I, I was just fascinated and then was devouring whatever I could. One of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. I coach and teach from it all the time. And another one is Limitlessness. No, just Limitless uh, by mm-hmm. um, Jim Quick. And that is just using your brain to the fullest and that that everyone has an amazing brain, um, no matter what you've been told, if you've been diagnosed with things like you're a learner and there are different ways to learn. And I just love that, like that, that empowerment, that personal empowerment that people can have. Isn't it so amazing that, uh, that natural order of protection that we do have, like you said, like as you're diving into things, there's like people will open up and the brain is like, you know, synapses are going off and, you know, there's excitement and there's emotion, all this stuff being built. And then it kicks in like, wait a minute, like you said, this is unknown. Okay. Protection mode. <laughs> and when you're aware of this and when you've been taught in this space, it's just so interesting as the, as the coach, as the teacher, as the guide, whatever you want to call it, like you can, you can see the steps. It's like for me and all that I've done for so long with art and watching people create and how they get in their own way. And I can kind of see how things are going to go by their reactions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and, And then, then it varies for each person, how we kind of navigate that way, um, meeting them again, where they are, but it's just, I guess a question for you that kind of jumped into my head. Is it true that the heart is actually we always think that the brain is in more control, but the heart is in more control, isn't it? As an organ? That's a great question. I, (laughs) I would say to you that the body is actually a robot for the mind. And so you can, when, when people say like, get out of your head and into your heart, I really think that heart means wow, what came to me was like divine purpose, which doesn't have to be big and splashy. Like (laughs) it gets to be whatever it gets to be, right? That's what, that's what being led by your, your heart and not just overthinking because our, our brain is amazing and it's a gift to us. And it, it really can, when we get our conscious and our subconscious aligned, we can do anything like anything. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that being led by our heart is really like trusting that, trusting your intuition, trusting that you get to be, your head and your heart get to be in alignment. And then it feels like it's, it's coming from that place, from that, like, these are my desires. Cause we, we go back to like that chakra heart center. This is love, self-love, you know, like having everything that we, that we love and loving ourselves. Well, that's being, you know, truly led by divine purpose. Yeah. It just feels so different. It's like when somebody is leading with their heart, it just, there's a, there's an authenticity. There's like you said, an inspiration. Um, There's an intuition, which are just really important parts that get shut down. And it's not Absolutely. saying that we always have to lead that way. You know, it's not like being all frou-frou. Like, oh, this is always how you lead. But there's that balance where you really have to tap into that space because it knows. 
your body knows. I think there's a huge trust factor in there, a self-trust. A lot of uh, the work I do with my clients is also about building self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-trust. And you you don't have to overthink it. You get to to trust what is coming from there. And like you said, it's not like, la la la. Like that's not, we're not talking about willy nilly, like, you know, everything's rainbows and unicorns. That's not it. Like your heart is powerful and strong and knows, right? And so it's really building that Mm self-trust. And again, when you're getting those pieces in alignment for yourself, that that mind, that thought, and that heart, that love, that desire, getting those in alignment is is where the magic happens. Yeah, that's what it is, the alignment. Um, I love that you use this terminology, um, cast your vision, cast your vote. Can you tell people in your language what that means more? I haven't heard other people say it in that way, and I just think it's really, um, really important. Absolutely. Cast your vision. What do you want? Who do you want to be? <laughs> what, what do you want life to look like? And here's, so here's the hierarchy of habits, the way that we get what we want. So there's a goal. A goal is really great. It's, it's an aim. It's a purpose. It's moving in the direction of, then there's outcome. Outcome is what we what actually happens. Outcomes are the results. Like we've all set a goal and got a completely different outcome, right? And we've set a goal and got the exact outcome of the goal that we set. So outcome is what actually happens. Goal is just like guiding us there. Where the, where the real, like the secret sauce comes in is we don't just want an outcome and that's great. And you can start there with an outcome casting your vision to an outcome. When you cast a vision past the outcome into being the human who. So if the outcome is, I want to read a book, the identity being the human who is I'm a reader. Big difference, big difference in, in what's available to you by having a goal of reading one book and becoming embodying the identity of a reader. And so here is where we cast the vision. So it can, it can start in an outcome. And what happens along the way is you create the identity. So you surpass the outcome as you have this goal to run a race, read a book, create so much in sales, close a deal. You surpass that as you cast votes towards the vision that you've cast. So if the vision is like closing this big deal, I've got a million dollar deal. I I was recently talking to some real estate agents. So I've got this million dollar deal I want to close. And who am I going to be? How am I going to show up in that? What are the steps that I get to take? Like, what do I get to believe about myself? And you're just diving into a swimming pool of what you want, closing this million dollar deal. And a person who closes a million dollar deal, like what kind of sleep do they get and who do they hang out with and what kind of self-talk do they have? Like you're, you get to go deep on this as you cast that vision for closing that million dollar deal. 
and you start casting votes towards being that. So my, my million dollar deal to close this million dollar deal, like I get eight hours of sleep. I stay hydrated. I move my body. I take aligned action. I hustle when necessary and not try to out hustle my beliefs. So I'm not trying to do moves that I don't believe in, in myself. And if I come up to a limiting belief, then I work through it. Cause that's what, a what, the person who closes the million dollar deal, that version of me would do. As we're casting those votes, we're sneakily becoming more than the person who closes the million dollar deal. We become a deal closer. Mm -hmm. So it shifts. In our identity, we are now a deal closer, not just the closer of one deal. Can you feel the difference? Holy crap. <laughs> oh my God, everybody. Like, can you hear that? Like, as you're saying that, I'm like, talk about freaking expansion. Like, as you're saying, like, the goal is I want to read a book. And then I am a reader. I mean, that's just like, bam. That's just, there's, there isn't limitation on that. You're not putting a number on it. You're not putting that limit on that. And then something that just really resonated with me too was, when you're talking about, you know, what does a million dollar closer look like? And you said, hustle when necessary. Don't try and hustle yourself out of the beliefs. Basically come up and deal with it. If I heard you correctly. Exactly. So exactly. You're getting, you cannot out hustle your beliefs. So, so quit trying. <laughs> it's, it's not avoiding. So you're not in this avoidance of, okay, we'll deal with that later or not a big deal. It's like, get the hell through it, deal with it so you can get at the root cause and move on because that's always going to keep showing up. 100, 100, 100. What happens with a lot of limiting beliefs is they're a habit as well. So you just like cue them up, right? They're, they're in the automation. And, and so what I say for people who are shifting out of the identity of say overwhelm uh, and they are moving into the identity of the woman who has enough time, the woman who has plenty of time, like the woman who right is a good time manager, like whatever more empowering belief they've come up with that they believe. And I would love to come back to that in one second, but let's, they're just too. So I'm moving out of, this overwhelmed identity into the identity of a woman who plans her time well, okay? Or a woman who, you know, is calm in the midst of chaos, however you want to say that. Well, what's going to happen is overwhelm is going to come up. It's been a habit for you. So here's, here's a secret. <laughs> when the Oh my God, you just cut out. <laughs> Mindy. <laughs> Hello. Wait, you were just on mute. Can you hear me, Mindy? Hello, hello. All of a sudden you're on mute and then now I just can't hear you. So to the person listening, let me know if you can hear me. So now me. thinking of a pink elephant. Oh, wait, 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 Mindy, you oh. cut out, you cut out at exactly the part where you said, I have a secret, and then you went away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, where'd she go? <laughs> Am I back? How about you now? Can you hear me? Like, I can hear you, but you keep kind of like, 
you really cut out before for like a good 30 seconds. Um, but you keep kind of going in and out. So anyway, go ahead. So the secret is to tell us what the secret is. Okay. Can you hear me? Now I can. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, good. So uh, well, I'm going to share with you my pink elephant habit mantra. So your brain does not recognize don't. Hollis, whatever you do, and everyone listening, don't think of a pink elephant. Whatever you do, don't think of a pink elephant. Well, most of you are thinking of a pink elephant. This is because the brain does not recognize don't. So when the habit of overwhelm comes up, the last thing you want to do or whatever the habit is that's just disempowering, <clears throat> you don't want to get into a battle with it. Be overwhelmed. Don't be overwhelmed. Be overwhelmed. Don't be overwhelmed. You, the you're going to lose the battle every time. First of all, willpower is a finite resource, right? And your brain's not hearing the don't. It's just hearing overwhelm, overwhelm, overwhelm. And you're going to win. Like you're going to win being overwhelmed. So the, the habit of overwhelm comes up. You recognize it. You say, I see you. I hear you. I feel you. And for me, you're a thing of the past. I'm moving my attention. And you move your attention to casting a vote towards the human who is calm and chaos. The human who is a good time manager. The human who, whatever the empowering belief is that you came up with. Trying to pretend like the habit is not coming up, the urge is not coming up, it's just going to, you know, explode like a teapot, right? Mm. So you recognize it and you say, I see you and you can keep on going because we're not friends anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. We are, I am releasing you. <laughs> exactly. Oh, totally. Totally. And it, it, here's the thing. You've been in the habit of X, Y, Z for how long? So it's not just going to disappear you get to plan for yourself. So one of the ways that you cast a vote is by having a way that you want to feel instead. Okay, I wanna feel calm in the midst of chaos. If you were a client and you said that to me, like I wanna ditch overwhelm, I wanna release overwhelm and, and my more empowering thought is calm in the midst of chaos because my life is chaotic, it just is, and I wanna be able to be calm in it. Okay, great. Have you ever felt calm in the midst of chaos? And then I would, I, I would have the client like, yes, I have felt calm in the midst of chaos. Okay, great. I want you to see what you saw, hear what you heard, feel what you felt, bring it in. Dive into a swimming pool of that time of being calm in the midst of chaos. I want you to put it on, right? Like a super powered cape. Mm -hmm. Now, when this overwhelm comes up, you know exactly how to tap into calm in the midst of chaos. You've been there. You already know what it feels like. And you get to move your attention to, I know what it feels like. Now, what do I get to do to cast a vote to keep moving in that direction? So, I mean, oh my gosh, so much power in all of this. And what you're just making me think of too is, I was thinking like in the classroom, there's the, the acknowledgement aspect because it's, you know, personally, I say, if you're not expressing something, you're repressing. So <laughs> when there's that voice, when there's that thing that's like, but, 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 or the, and like, you can't just, for me, I'm saying you can't just be like, okay, whatever, and just move on. It's there. It wants to be heard. It wants to be seen. It wants to be acknowledged. So 
I'm thinking of like some students in my classroom when there'd be like behaviors that would come up and they would be doing things specifically that were attention grabbing things mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. order to completely distract from the classroom, in order to completely distract. It was a matter of maintaining eye contact, <laughs> doing what needed to be done quickly in the moment, um, get through it, get everybody on track and then pull them aside. Doesn't help to call them out in front of everybody because that just makes it bigger. It makes them more empowered. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you embarrass them, then that makes it worse. Like then there's a whole other feeling that goes along with it. So when I could, I'd call that person to the side and have an, a face to face and just be like, I see what you're doing. Are you okay? <laughs> or is there something mm -hmm. that needs to be said? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I'm hearing you like I, I, I'm here to listen. I, tell me, what is it? Um, but it was just a matter of, and it couldn't happen every time. And there were people that pushed my buttons and it was, wasn't handled exactly in the right way, <laughs> but I found the ways that it was most successful and being handled that way. It's like, okay, you saw me, you heard me. Now we can move on. And it didn't happen anymore. Right. And, and again, you, when this is coming up, when it's just you, you're the only player in the scene, it's a habit and you're so good at habits until you create a new habit, until you rewire your brain, until you create a new neuropathway to go down and choose more often. So every time you cast a vote, even when you're not in overwhelm. So if we're, if we're still saying I'm calm in the midst of chaos. So every time you cast the tiniest vote, you have the tiniest celebration for calling in calm for seeing chaos and not letting it overtake you for whatever, whatever casting the vote for that is for close for more than just closing the million dollar deal, right. For being the deal closer. Like every time you cast a vote, you're building your self-esteem, you're building your self-confidence and you're building that new neural pathway. You are literally turning up the volume and the brightness and the sharpness on the vision that you've cast. Yeah. I love that turning up volume. So Let's move to the next, as we're approaching the next question, which is how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? I'd like to kind of segue it with you recently unplugged and went on vacation. Oh my God. So yes. yes, I did. <laughs> so as you tell us how you incorporate more creativity in your life, if you could also, everything that you're talking about, about the brain and becoming more soul aligned and casting the vision. Tell us how that felt to be unplugged for eight days. Oh my gosh. It was one of the most amazing experiences and I have an extraordinary life and I can honor those that the everyday gets to be extraordinary. And it was an amazing experience. I will tell you more about it as I am truly pondering how I get to have more creativity in my life because this is a thing for me. This is this takes work for me to tap into past the what if. I'm really good at asking the what if. I'm really good at asking the questions. I am really good at my work. I love my work. And what I would like to incorporate more and I'm on a journey to do is creative play. Uh, that seems to, the story I tell myself, be more difficult for me. So I am continually looking for ways 
to call in more creativity in my play because I'm crazy creative in my work. Like, like my definition of it, it, that expands continually. And I love that. And doing collaborations with really amazing people like you is a way that I am pulling in creativity in play, like getting, getting to still be me uh, because I do love what I do and like play. I have been getting, I'm a huge meditator. I'm an intuitive. So I tap into source and all the messages that I've been receiving for a couple months now are, (laughs) you need to play more, Mindy, (laughs) bring in more play, like rest more. And I keep thinking like, I, I'm a really good rester. And so I get to switch that into play, like outside play dance. I'm going to do an aerial yoga class. Like I am, I, it's, I'm on a journey of constantly calling that in and what looks like it could be creative, fun, creative play and not worry about messy or getting it wrong or any of those things that it just gets to be play. It just gets to be fun. So I, I'm, I'm on a constant journey to call that in. What I realized on my vacation, I unplugged almost completely, uh, all transparency. I checked my email about once a day. I mean, I do run a business. I needed to make sure nothing blew up. Right. And, um, I was on Instagram stories to share pictures of the beach and it was my birthday while I was gone. So I definitely had my phone with me on my birthday. Cause I wanted all the birthday love. Like, <laughs> I love my birthday and I wanted to just feel all the love that people were giving me. Otherwise, I unplugged, literally. I And here's what happens. The best time ever to start a habit is when you're on vacation. You're completely out of your routine. And so there's no resistance in a new routine. So my new routine was not picking up my phone continually and swiping and clicking and, and like needing this ridiculous dopamine machine, right? Yeah. I didn't realize how addicted, I'm just going to use that word, even though it's not, it's not as extreme as all that. Right. But how, how addicted and distracted I was by my phone on a regular basis. I use it for work. I, I, you know, I use social media to share value and, and, you know, guide people and create clients and spaces for community. And so when I disconnected, I rewired my brain. I created a brand new habit and it was so easy. Number one, I was ready. Like I knew that this was going to be a really great opportunity to shift some things. Why would I want to look at my phone when I could look at the ocean (laughs) and listen (laughs) to the sound, which is one of my favorite sounds in the whole wide world. So the, 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 the beach, the ocean, absolutely like feeds my soul. And so I knew I wanted to be completely present there. I learned a couple of things about being unplugged. Number one, I didn't realize how distracted I actually, how distracted my brain was, how, how, how much it appeared that I needed that constant, like moving, you know, moving the, this 30 second video and this 30 second thing. What, what came up was 
I love to read. I'm a reader <laughs> and I love to read. And I haven't read for fun in the past two years. I read for work and I love it. I learned so much. I'm constantly reading for expansion for myself and for clients or I'm reading a marketing book or, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's no, that's not a bad thing. I, I like that. I like growth. What I was missing out on was that creative play though, right? Yeah. That yeah. space of just being and not having to integrate anything afterwards. And so after I disconnected and, and released that distractedness that had a hold of me, I got to the Houston airport and bought a murder mystery and devoured it. Like I didn't get, it wasn't like, oh, I can't, like I'm antsy, I can't read this. I didn't want to put it down. I read almost all of it on the flight. The next morning when I got up at home, first thing I did was pick up the book and finish it because I wanted to know what happened in it. Yeah. It was so expansive. It was so amazing. There, the it, I highly recommend <laughs> a, mm. an extended vacation on the beach <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> yes, 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 and yes on all of that, but... <laughs> What I really appreciate is your honesty in saying, because a lot of people will say they're not exactly sure how to bring more creativity into their own life. Like they kind of lose. And this is why I started I Am Creative, which was to say, because we're busy adulting. We get so <laughs> caught up in our routines and our patterns, which is everything that we're talking about, that we kind of lose touch. We lose connection with us and what actually interests us. And so many things that you said, like not worrying about being messy and we get caught up in recently when I was having a discussion with someone, they're like, well, that's not something you do when you're an adult. You do that when you're younger. It's mm. like, really? Mm -hmm. it's, there's that, there's that whole limiting belief of mm -hmm. I can't play as I get older. I can't, you know, do those things. Like it's so restrictive as opposed to this whole conversation of expansion. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, in your work, so frigging, I mean, there's so much problem solving, so much listening, so much navigating, so much creation, imagination, like all of that. And then, like you said, your guides are saying, okay, Mindy, play more, play more. And, but you're listening and it's like, okay, how do I do this? Well, I'm interested in dance, aerial, aerial yoga. That sounds like fun. You are, you love to exercise. Yeah, I do. Actually, I, I shouldn't put that. You exercised. Do. You do love to exercise. I right? do. I do. Yes, I absolutely. I love to move my body. I love to run. I live in the Midwest, so the weather is not conducive in the winter uh, necessarily to run. I do have a treadmill. Um, I don't love running on the treadmill, but I will. But I, I, I love to move my body, running, lifting weights, doing yoga, stretching. I stretch every morning just to to really move, move my body and get the energy moving in it, um, like a 10 minute routine. So there, there's creativity in that, you know, like, absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, there's a ton. And what I really appreciate about you is the honesty where you're like, yep, I am plugged for most of the time, but, and by the way, happy birthday. We have to say a oh, universal happy you. birthday. Yay. It was a milestone. <laughs> I, I celebrated my 50th birthday on the beach in Mexico and it was fabulous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Welcome. The fifties are amazing. <laughs> they are definitely transformative times. Um, 
but you're honest in who you are. You're like, you know what? On my birthday, I want love from people because I'm that kind of person. I'm not going to be like, oh, don't worry about me. It's like owning who you are is such a huge part of things, acknowledging those aspects and not beating yourself up about it. Yeah, I have actually always loved my birthday. I have never been one of those people who is like, Uh, hiding their birthday or hiding their age. I've never done that either. Um, It, it feels like a really great, my my birthday is always a day where I get to say, wow, the last 12 months, like one more trip around the sun and look at all that has become and look at me and look at how far I've come and look at all the places that I still get to go. It's like new year for me, you know, uh, like I, I love all the wisdom that comes as you celebrate the next birthday. It's, it's really important to me and it is who I am. I in turn then like to make, make sure that I am give love on people's birthday as well, <laughs> if I can, you know, uh, cause I know how good it feels to be acknowledged that yeah, like here you are again, you know, you made it, <laughs> you made it, you made it. Another year, and it really is like it sounds cheesy, everybody, but it really is a gift. It's it when you and I like how you just said it's like your new year. Mm -hmm. I haven't honestly thought of it that way, and I was always very shy, kind of not thinking about birthdays as a big deal for a long time, actually, not until really the past two years. Um, Even like my fiftieth, which was four years ago, I'm going to be fifty-five this year. I wanted nothing. I was like, don't throw me a party. Don't do anything. I don't want that attention. And I was pretty adamant about it. And looking back on it, it's like, Hollis, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> like, first of all, talk about wanting, you know, worthiness stuff. But if people want to celebrate with you or celebrate you or just be there, what is yeah. what is that? It's just interesting and enlightening. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I love to take the opportunity as well, especially for those people that I'm close to. I'm thinking specifically of a very dear friend of mine who I call a brother from another mother. Um, And uh, on uh, on his birthday, he's very funny. And I will text him about how blessed I am to have him and his wife and children in my life. Like it's my whole family of best friends. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and on my birthday, he'll message me and say, you know, I don't have words like you do. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> and it, it's just this opportunity as well. I yeah. think birthdays are an opportunity to let people know, like, you're amazing. I'm blessed because you're in my life. Mm, you were born. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you weren't? It's like that whole. Okay, that's like a whole different yeah. philosophical thing, but. <laughs> Wow. So, okay. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, um, the third question, which kind of wraps everything up and puts a nice little bow on it is why do you think creativity is important? Mm. Well, everyone knows I have to say no, because, because why (laughs) is what always comes after because. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It lets us explore and expand. Mm everything. Like, I think that I love that your part of your mission is 
like it's more than a paintbrush. That's a good thing. Cause I'm not a painter, you know, like it, it, that it, it embodies and encompasses so many things, creativity. It's how I clean my home. It's the way I style my logo. It's, it's, it's everything, right? It's the way I move my body. It's so many things. And anytime that we can expand, anytime that we can enlarge a meaning, expand a meaning, we are winning. Like this is, this is the point, right? Is, is this expansion in every area except our waistlines? (laughs) (laughs) Which in menopause, that's a whole separate topic. It is. We'll talk about that sometime too. (laughs) No excuses. But oh man. So what you just said, expand, enlarge a meaning we're winning. When we get to expand a meaning, this is the whole point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that just wraps it up so beautifully. Ah, It's like, ladies and gentlemen, like expansion, try things, fail at things. There's this amazing podcast, like how how to fail. Yeah. Um, like you're gonna screw up and that's the whole point because if you don't mess up then you don't know what works better it's you gotta let go of this whole perfectionist thing and just get messy and go inside stop avoiding these things about yourself because we are these amazing beings but we can't avoid ourselves Right. These things yeah. that annoy, like I get annoyed with myself at certain things. It's like, Alice, what the hell? Like, why do you keep doing this? But, and sometimes I need to be yelled at. But other times, the other part of me is like, stop yelling at me. Like, just let's change it. Let's like do the work and and expand. Exactly. This has Ooh. been such, I, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to be here with you and your community. And it has been so, so much fun. I am so grateful. And before Mindy tells us how we can connect with her, we are going to be collaborating on a workshop um, through Zoom. So worldwide, that's going to be the end of March. And uh, that all of that is coming very soon. So I'm so excited. Cast your vision. So I'm just so excited to collaborate with you. So. Me too. Me too. Thank you, thank you. So Mindy, tell them how they can find you, please. Sure. You can find me everywhere at Mindy Huebner, H-U-E-B-N-E-R, and Mindy is M-I-N-D-I. Instagram is one of my favorite places to hang out. I'm also on LinkedIn. You will find me on Facebook, but not very often. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. She's an Instagram, and um, she's really so good. When you have, when is your um, laser coaching? I, I do it on Fridays. The time changes, but I do a live laser coaching uh, typically on Friday. So this one is Friday morning, this Friday, eight central time. Definitely come follow along on Instagram and the live laser coaching is you get invited to come right in and be coached just like I do for my paid clients and really have a breakthrough and see how amazing it is to like shift quickly in something. Yeah. And Mindy's really good at getting to the point. I got a chance to be in the space a few times and very good at just very specific language. And you can see the shifts happening very quickly. So 
Really appreciate you. So before we say our goodbyes, is there anything that's on your mind that you feel like you want to share or are we good? Like, honestly, I, we're good. We said it all. Like, we would have to go into a whole nother, <laughs> a whole, a whole nother piece. I guess I would leave with, if you have the opportunity to unplug, chase it, <laughs> embrace it, it, it could truly make such a difference. Like you would have this opportunity to get really curious about how much better life could be. And that's not saying that being plugged in is a bad thing. You just get to get curious about what opens up for me when I unplug and then how do I come back into, like me, coming back into finding that harmony of creating appropriately for my business and not falling back into the trap of distracted. Perfect way to end. Thank you. Thank you, Mindy, for hanging out and playing with me here. So appreciate it. Thank you. And Alice. thank you to all those that were here live and those catching the replay. We are so grateful to you. We know this is an hour of your time and you could be doing anything. And we're so happy that you spent it with us. So this space is all about inspiring each other, sharing stories and connections. So please like, follow, share. I believe we've always needed this, but we need it now more than ever. So I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and look forward to talking soon. So bye, everybody. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this, throw away this whole perfectionism thing, this whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. <laughs> Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh, be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, coffee books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's, again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't. We are not made for boxes. <laughs> there is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. Just click it. See what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story because we all have one. <laughs>